What's up suckers? Me again. Let's just get into it. Talking about productivity and its connection to energy. I've had so many conversations about this lately that I felt like it was something that I needed to address because essentially, and I don't just think this is a neurodivergence problem, but I think that neurodivergent people struggle with this the most. I actually didn't really pay as much attention to energy when I first started this either. And I know that when I say the word energy, I probably look like I'm about to start talking about some sort of astrological energy, but that's not what I'm referring to. I am actually referring to just your day-to-day energy, the energy that you put forth to put one foot in front of the other every single day. And a lot of us don't think about that. And I used to not either. Uh, When I, especially when I didn't work uh, for myself, when I didn't work from home, there was really not much of a thought of what energy you have in order to do things. You really kind of have no choice, right? You have to get that report in, you've got to drive back and forth to work, you have to do this, you have to do that. But I think that part of the reason that a lot of us struggle with getting things done has to do with the fact that we don't think about our energy. We don't, uh, we don't really think about what we will be able to do until we are officially to the point where we can't do anymore. And then we're disappointed in ourselves, we're disappointed in our day, and then we're disappointed in every single person who keeps asking us for shit after we have officially reached that wall. For some of you, that's going to be children. You still have to feed those children. Don't be coming after me saying that I said to neglect your kids or something. I just want to make that clear. My point being, um, I think a lot of us struggle with wanting to get things done and being kind of at the mercy of whatever energy we have. And there are people I know who have what seems like boundless energy and they don't have boundless energy. They just have more energy than I do. Everybody is eventually going to reach a wall. And if you don't keep track of when that wall is or what signs you have for when you're about to hit that wall, you are going to wind up hitting it at a very inconvenient time. And I learned this after getting chronic fatigue syndrome. I actually, for a while, assumed that I felt better because my ADHD medication, coffee, and a number of other things that I put into my body to be able to stay awake throughout the day were doing their job. But the thing is, when they do their job, a lot of us tend to assume that feeling better means being better, and and that's not necessarily the case. And I found that out, and... uh, I don't mean to brag, but it only took me effing this up three times to finally figure out that there is a reason you feel tired. There's a reason you feel exhausted and that you have to listen to these things if you want to continue to keep doing the things that you want to do. So I'm just going to give you guys uh, a few ways that you can keep track of this and, you know, you go ahead and you do it or, or, you know, don't. But I would suggest that you do, because otherwise, I don't know, goblins are going to come in the middle of the night and steal your kids or something. First of all, I would suggest for everyone, not just for neurodivergence, for everyone, get get some, some sort of way to keep track of your mood that is easy for you to review and quantify. And in my last video, I did 
outline a couple apps that will help you with that. If you decide that that is something that you want to do, I would highly suggest maybe looking at those apps. If you have another way that you prefer, I would, you know, suggest that you do that then. But you want to keep track of your overall mood at least for a month, sometimes three months. And you want to try to make your focus on your energy as granular as possible. Don't just pay attention to I'm tired, but pay attention to what you feel like when you're tired. And this isn't just physically, this is also emotionally. If physically you notice that you start feeling dizzy and sweaty, great. But sometimes you're going to feel physically fine, but emotionally and mentally you're going to notice that you snap at people easier or that you tend to crave certain foods, or that uh, even that you feel like watching certain TV shows. I, I'm actually kind of right now describing my time of the month, but you know, it could happen to anyone, right? When you notice that you're in the mood for those kinds of things, for example, when I start getting really tired emotionally, I want comfort food, right? I start wanting uh, mac and cheese, pizza, burgers, uh, things that I don't usually eat on an everyday basis, not because I don't love them, but because they give me the poops. <laughs> I could class up my look, guys, but the inside is still pure trash. But, you know, I, I do these things, and that is when I can tell that I am getting to a spot where I need to really start focusing on doing things that are either not going to push me too far emotionally or... Every once in a while, luckily enough, I have a job where I can work those emotions into what I'm writing or what I'm doing and kind of acknowledge them and honor them. If you can't do it that way, um, I do still suggest honoring emotional tiredness just as you would honor physical tiredness. A lot of people, when they are tired, right, go to sleep or even sometimes they just sit down you know, you eat when you're hungry. Physical things we tend to, te we, we tend to smooth, Ariana. But when it's emotional, we don't always give it the same respect, right? I'm feeling sad, but I'm not gonna do anything about that. I am snapping at people a lot easier, but I'm not gonna do anything about that because, you know, it, it's just me being an asshole. But most of us, except for those of us who are an asshole just on principle, are being an asshole or feeling tired and, and sad and run down for a reason. And so that is when you need to take your scheduling into account. You need to take the kind of work that you are doing into account. And you need to honor those feelings one way or another. If you can take time off, take time off. If you can't, try to funnel it into some hobby time that you might be able to write into your day. But figure out a way that your tiredness can be alleviated, okay? Think of it as sleep for your soul. Sometimes your soul needs sleep. And when it comes to physical, physical tiredness, of course, that also plays into it. You definitely, when you're planning out your day, your week, your month, you want to take into account how much energy each task is going to take. When you are writing things down, to get it done for the day, whether you're doing it on a to-do list, whether you're doing it in an app, whether you're doing it on a calendar, always think about how much energy each thing takes. And energy doesn't just necessarily have to be of the physical sense. It could also just be, I fucking hate this. I don't wanna do it. And therefore I'm going to keep trying to avoid it. That kind of stuff, 
even medicated, takes more energy than it should. For example, right now we don't have a dishwasher. I've got like one more week left and I, I'm gonna break every dish on my way out. But I hate dishes. I hate doing them. And so while most people would consider doing dishes to be frustrating or annoying, but not necessarily mentally or emotionally draining, I do dishes and I need a break afterwards because I hate it. I'm literally standing just scrubbing every freaking dish in the house. And there is something that is emotionally damaging about washing every dish in the house and then immediately watching your child ruin a dish with a peanut butter jelly sandwich. You kind of want to tell them that they have to eat outside on the lawn from now on uh, because every dish in the house is staying clean for fucking ever. And if this sounds like I have thought of doing this, it's because I have. But I hear that that is frowned upon by society, so I haven't done it yet, but you catch my meaning. So it's emotionally and mentally draining for me. So I generally tend to choose to do dishes either at the end of my day, when I know that there is nothing else stopping me from taking a very long break afterwards, or I tend to try to do it very early on in the day when I have a lot of energy and I know that I can launch from doing that to something else and it makes it a lot easier for me to do. What I know a lot of people tend to do, and this is why I bring this up, is what they do uh, overall is they, they tend to kind of just throw things down on a list and then do them in order or try to do them in order and that order tends to be haphazard and it tends to go off of certain criteria that really isn't going to help much like oh I'm gonna do it in order of uh, time it's gonna take no oh I'm gonna do it in order of room in the house no oh I'm gonna do it in order of how much I want to do it so that I stay motivated no, 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 honey. You don't want to do it that way because if you do it that way, you're still going to eventually come to the thing that you don't want to do and you're going to stare at it and then you're going to avoid it and walk away from it and procrastinate from it and then you're not going to get it done. So the best way to do it is by energy. Now, some people will say, well, how do I keep track of that? How do I keep track of how much energy something is going to take? You can do it mentally, except I think that it's a little bit too easy for us to get distracted. It's really, really easy to get distracted, uh, to wind up doing the project anyway because you forgot that you decided that you were going to do it in a certain order. Uh, so what I suggest you do is you write it down somehow. You either write it in you know, that planner that's been sitting in the back of your closet for the last three weeks that you bought because you thought that this was going to be the one that was going to fix everything for you. You write it on a piece of paper, write it wherever it is that you decide that you're going to write your daily tasks or that you're going to put your daily tasks. Make sure that when you are writing down that task that you indicate somehow how much energy you expect it to take. And when you do that, you're going to find that you are going to see a pretty good measurement of how much energy you are using in that day. And I generally suggest not planning things out too far ahead. Um, and I have said that before, but I want to elaborate on that because it's kind of a thin line. I don't think that you should be putting specific times and time limits to things more than 24 hours ahead. But I do think that you should be taking into account when 
you want to get things done. And here's what I mean. Say that you have um, a work project and that work project is due, I don't know, that Friday. I absolutely think that when you are writing down the things that you are going to get done on a Monday, that you make sure that you put on Friday, that you plan on having the project done by that Friday. And here's why. When you are figuring out how much energy you have available to you, there is going to be in the back of your head, just by having it there in front of you that you have this project due on Friday, in the back of your head, there will always be this continuous reminder going that you do not want to use up too much energy on other things because you know that this project on Friday is going to take up a certain amount of energy. And that is going to make sure that you plan things a little bit more realistically. Whereas if you just say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to plan anything out. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of fly by the suit of my pants and hopefully get this project done by Friday. Almost always, you're going to find out that by Thursday night, you are using up energy you don't have and borrowing energy from the following day to get shit done that you didn't get done during the week. I am eventually going to do a video on project planning for ADHD because I think that there are some cracks there in, in how a lot of people tend to plan projects uh, as an ADHDer. But for right now, just think in terms of how much energy is this going to take, okay? How much energy do I have to spend? And that especially goes for when you're planning things day to day. I know that especially when we first wake up in the morning, we generally tend to kind of go off of, okay, how do I feel? Which is a great way to think, right? But sometimes we get carried away and we start writing these to-do lists that are like 14 things long. And we're like, oh, I'm gonna get all this shit done today. Even though we've got like a half battery. We're cell phones now. And like cell phones, we're valuable, we're multifaceted, and we break really easily when dropped from minimum height. But when you think about us from that same mindset, when you think about us with that same battery level, battery life, right? You don't want to try to do something that's gonna eat up a lot of that battery when you've only already got 50%. Before you combust, or before that battery gets down to zero, the best way to deal with it is when you are writing that to-do list to just automatically keep track of that energy. If you're already low energy and you are writing down things and you start realizing, holy shit, all of this is very high energy work, then you gotta cut some of those things from your to-do list and try to leave them for the following day. And if you can, go to bed early or get some extra rest somehow. There actually is a fantastic study out there that showed that people gain more energy from laying down than from sitting up. So if you have any chances to lie down and take a nap, <laughs> those are the best times to do it, even if it's not falling asleep. I actually, uh, my, my medicine keeps me from falling asleep, but I have found that if I lie down when I'm resting, that I do tend to bounce back within a couple hours and I'm able to do a little bit more. So just make sure that you're doing that. Um, make sure that you know, you're know you taking frequent breaks if you can. And I can hear some people out there saying, okay, but what if I've got work that needs to be done and I can't put it off? I have shitty energy right now. How am I supposed to make that work? And all I gotta say is that's where prioritization comes in, my friends. 
if that's what's happening, then you need to make sure that the shit that needs to get done first gets done first. And you need to take some of the stuff that's on your to-do list that can be moved or cut into smaller pieces and do that. I know that in some situations that's not going to be possible, right? Like, I I don't know who would be watching this and thinking that, but maybe like you're a surgeon, right? You can't really be like, I've got no energy today and I've got five surgeries to do, but you know what? I can go ahead and leave that liver transplant to tomorrow or I'll just transplant half the liver and then I'll put like the other half in tomorrow. It's, they'll understand, it's fine. I get it, you can't do it in that case. But then you have to take care of the other half of the equation. That means that you're going to have to give yourself some rest. You have to, whether that's just sitting and in, in zoning out and taking like a quick nap, sitting up, I, I don't know. But you're going to have to do something to make sure that you continue to have energy that can be utilized. Because here's the thing, and I said this at the beginning of the video, I don't care if you have the energy of, I don't know, a capuchin monkey with a soul diet of Mountain Dew, Red Bull, and cocaine. I really want to see what that looks like now. I don't care if you're the kind of person who generally feels like you always have energy. Eventually you hit a wall. And when you hit that wall, if you haven't been taking care of yourself and if you haven't been keeping track, you are going to hit that wall at a time where you really can't afford to hit it. It's just like, I don't know, a life rule. I, it's bullshit, but that's what it is. So with that, I want to leave you with a couple of takeaways. There is nothing wrong with taking care of and guarding your energy. You have to be able to do the things that matter to you. And if that means that you have to make some sacrifices sometimes to be able to have that energy, you're not a bad person. Unless you're like a serial murderer and you have been so tired that you haven't been able to find time to do that. And in that case, please continue to keep expending your energy on other things. But otherwise, it's okay to guard your energy. And that leaves me with number two. If you screw this up, okay, if you are the kind of person who is constantly trying to keep track of what your energy looks like and you're just finding that you can't seem to do it right and you're always tired and you're always exhausted and it, that's okay. Being tired is not being weak. Being tired is not being lazy. Lazy people don't want to get things done. Give yourself some credit and just rest up and try again next time. There are very few things that cannot be fixed by a little time and by learning more about yourself. So good luck out there. That's what I have for you today. If this was the kind of thing that you need, please make sure you like and subscribe. And if you want to work together, I am taking new clients. All you have to do is head to the link in the description and I will be happy to meet up with you in an initial consult and see what we can do to get you on the books. With that, thank you very much. Get some rest, drink some water, and I will see you in the next video. Links to apps mentioned in the episode to work with me and to connect on social are all in the show notes. If this helps you and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to rate the show so that I'm found by more awesome people just like you.